This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. General Motors announced it's winding down more of its international operations. It will phase out its sales, design and engineering operations in Australia and New Zealand, as well as retire the Holden brand by 2021. In addition to that, GM is selling its Ray Young plant in Thailand to Great Wall Motors, and it's pulling the Chevrolet brand from the Thai market by the end of this year. GM CEO Mary Barra says the restructuring will help pay for investments in electric and autonomous vehicles. The company is prioritizing profit margins over chasing market share. It's disappointing to see GM abandon the Australian market, where it's been building Holden's since 1948. But keep in mind that Australia is a small market. It has a population less than the state of Texas and buys fewer cars than Texas. It's really impossible to maintain a domestic auto industry based on that volume unless it's heavily protected by tariffs. That's how the industry flourished in Australia. At one time, tariffs were over 50% on imported vehicles. Today, it's 5%. And while low tariffs have been a great benefit to Australian car buyers, it destroyed their domestic auto industry. We're slowly getting more sales reports out of Europe. And as you'll remember, we're very keen to see how Tesla is doing. We want to see if it can make up for a sales slide in the U.S. with strong sales in other markets. So far, we've seen big drops in Norway, the Netherlands and Spain, and big percentage increases in Canada and France. Ward's Intelligence just reported sales for Germany in January, and the overall market fell 7%. Tesla was up 168%. Don't get too excited. The numbers are very small. While the increase was big, Tesla only sold 367 cars in Germany last month. The world is changing at an ever-increasing pace. No matter what the mode of transportation, there is always the need for an efficient propulsion system. And that's exactly what Borg Warner has been doing since the earliest days of the automotive industry. Ford is teaming up with Bosch to help its technicians learn how to work on the all-new Mustang Mach-E. The training will provide workers with Oculus Quest virtual reality headsets that will immerse them in a simulated and gamified world. While this video is not the exact system, it does give you an idea of how technicians will be able to learn about parts and components. They'll first learn how to diagnose and service the EV's high-voltage system, like how to remove, service, and maintain the battery pack. But Bosch is also working on future updates that will allow workers to navigate through the vehicle's modules to help determine what is causing an issue. One of the advantages of using virtual reality is that you don't need a physical vehicle present to perform the training. And Ford hopes that high-tech solutions like this will help attract new hires to the automotive repair world. Kia is revealing the all-new Sorento, which is built on an all-new platform. We think the design is more premium and rugged-looking than the outgoing model. The large side curtain vents, design element on the doors and fenders, as well as the treatment around the exhaust, are what give it that more premium feeling. And the blocky grille and rear taillights have a rugged effect. Also notice the little shark fin in the rear side window. It gives it a very unique shape. The interior on this model has a nice two-tone look, 
with a diamond stitched pattern in the seats. But the focal point is the new 10 and a quarter inch infotainment screen, which is flanked by a 12.3 inch digital instrument cluster. New car sales are expected to remain strong for the next several years. Wards reports that the chief economist for the National Automobile Dealers Association forecasts that sales will be above 16 million units in the U.S. market through 2023. While that is good news for automakers, he is predicting that sales will drop a few hundred thousand units each year. High prices for new vehicles will continue to drive consumers into the used car market. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. And by Borg Warner, propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy efficient world. Volkswagen is still paying for its diesel emission cheating nearly five years after the scandal was first revealed. The German automaker is offering to pay 830 million euros to compensate owners in Germany where it's involved in a class action lawsuit. But it's not clear if the deal will be accepted because the consumer group representing owners says that the company needs to come up with a better way for owners to receive a settlement. And speaking of VW and emissions, Reuters reports that the automaker is shutting down two coal-fired power stations at its main factory in Wolfsburg, Germany. It's replacing them with turbine gas plants, which will cut CO2 emissions by 60%. VW says it's had offers to buy the coal plants, but declined to sell them for environmental reasons. You know, we keep hearing complaints in the media about a lack of entry-level vehicles in the U.S. market, especially from GM, Ford, and FCA. Here's our AutoLine insight. They can't make money on cars that cost less than $20,000, not with UAW labor, that is. Some say they should just bite the bullet and sell entry-level cars at a loss because they need to bring in new buyers to their brands. But imagine you're a program manager and you go to the board of directors and ask them to give you a few hundred million dollars to develop a new car. And then you tell them they'll never see any return on that investment. They'll throw you out of the meeting. Detroit's automakers destroyed tens of billions of dollars in shareholder value in the last three decades by investing in products that never returned a dime. That's a key reason why two of them went bankrupt and why they'll never do that again. So if you ran a car company, what would you do? Invest in a money loser or abandon the segment? Last year, General Motors introduced a new electronic architecture for its vehicles. It's in a few vehicles already, but it will roll out to most of its lineup by 2023. The new platform makes it possible to add next-gen technology to its vehicles, and one of those new features is over-the-air updates. On last week's AutoLine After Hours, Gary Bandersky from GM explained how those OTA updates work. For cybersecurity reasons, what we do is the way we partition our vehicles, we have Gateway and that helps control what can come in and come out. And we have the ability over the air to communicate with that gateway, and once you get on that, through that particular gateway and get on those buses, you have the ability to communicate with specific modules and update or enhance software and cal- calibrations that they have. And so, in the past, when you didn't have over the air capability, 
you would sometimes have to replace the module in the vehicle because you didn't have an opportunity to reflash it, as we say. Or the next step on that was maybe tie in through what you call the AL deal connector. If you see at your dealership sometimes, a dealer will hook up a piece of equipment to check what's going on in your car and be able to update the vehicle. And we've got a lot more sophisticated, just like what happens with your phone when you get updates mm -hmm. over the air ping you as a customer, say we have an update we would like to do, get your concurrence in order to do that. And it doesn't necessarily right at that point allow it to happen because when you do an over-the-air update, of course um, the vehicle needs to sit for a little bit, you need to power it up, and you got to make sure that the vehicle, at least the uh, state of charge of the battery is such that it's going to be able to be powered up, use the power, update the system, shut the system back down, hand it back to the uh, customer, and make sure that they're going to be able to start their car and, and, and go. And if we determine it's not ready, well, in those particular cases, it will have to come back another time and ask the customer if they want to do it. Of, of course, they can take it to the dealership and have it done as well. For a deeper dive into GM's new electronic architecture, you can watch that show right now on our website, Autoline.tv, or you can find it on our YouTube channel. But that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching. We'll see you again tomorrow.